there, and welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we wanted to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record it one day. Today, we're going to be talking about the Book of Boba Fett season finale, episode 7, In the Name of Honor. But first, Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Um, pretty, uh, pretty spitting today. You know, not much to report. Work, work, work. Um, I'm going on a little vacation tomorrow. Just shooting over to Sarasota. Got some family in there in that area, so I'll be hanging out with them for a couple of days. Uh, next week, I'm going to Mississippi for five days um then after that i got like a wedding week after that so Ooh, busy busy, busy busy uh how about you man i'm doing all right uh i uh i finally got back to working uh this past weekend was uh me and melissa's uh fifth wedding anniversary so we yeah. spent the what? weekend uh up at the fish camp and was that your surprise yes Okay. Well, hey, that's a good trip. Did you catch something? No, we never got out on the boat. We, because uh, oh, I don't have a car cool. to, I don't have a car to pull it. So oh. instead, uh, we just got away. the The best part about the fish camp is that there is no, no phone, Wi-Fi, no Wi-Fi, no phone signal, no light pollution, uh, no lightsabers. <laughs> so we can just and no baby. Uh, Zoe, no problem. Uh, Zoe was with uh, my parents, and then later on, her parents. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. we just relaxed. Yeah, well, that's nice. That's nice. My mom had her birthday yesterday, and they had some company over last weekend, and we played some fun games and had some drinks, and I mean, yeah, it was fun. Awesome. Well, we got lots to get to uh, today. I got a lot. Um, whole bunch of news. Apparently so. Lay it on me. Well, first of all, um, there's a there's a couple things that popped up last week after uh, the previous episode dropped involving the Galactic Star Cruiser, and that focused more on the history of the vehicle itself. Um, so apparently, this uh, the Halcyon, which is the name of the ship, it's been around for a while. And some of the objects that you would find in the ship, like the lightsaber training pod, uh, there's some stories behind that, which are going to be discussed, I think, in a couple months with some comic books coming out. Cool. Um, but most interestingly enough, Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala were on board the ship. Really? Yes. At some point. Um, and speaking of the Galactic Star Cruiser, Disney just came out today and said that they were very pleased with um, the the demand for the Star Cruiser. I don't really know how they come up with that. I don't know what numbers the, they're looking at. I mean, maybe the hype has gone up since last week. I don't know. Um, Andor has been renewed for a second season. Now, I know we've discussed this before. I know I mentioned some months ago that there was talk about the third season already because 
So here's what my understanding is, and just take this with a grain of salt. Um, they shot 12 episodes for Andor. Well, there was talk about them moving six of the episodes to next year due to the uh, sheer volume of TV shows that are dropping this year. Right. But that was something I heard from a guy on YouTube, which sometimes is accurate, sometimes is not. Sometimes he's overly zealous and trying to get out information, exciting yeah. information. But, I mean, they just confirmed today that there was only going to be two seasons. So, number one, they're, they're, they're still going to um, move six of those episodes to next year, and that will be the second season. Or number two, they're just going to drop all 12 episodes and then shoot another season. I mean, we haven't even gotten season one yet, so I am not sure. Um, let's see what else is going on. A founding member of ILM passed away yesterday at 73. I think I sent you that link. Yes. So, yeah. Um, sad day for Lucasfilm. But I got some breaking news. I only found out just a few hours ago. And I'm excited that I'm able to share it with us, with our listeners tonight. Drum roll, please. I'll let it in post. Um, May 25th will be the day that the series Obi-Wan Kenobi debuts. That is kind of sooner than I expected, but also a lot later than I expected, too. You're going to have to unpack that statement for me. Well, there was a lot of talk that this would be the second thing to drop on Disney Plus this year. And they said that it would either drop right after Boba and have its finale on May 4th, which I don't know how it could have its finale on May 4th because um, it's only got six episodes. Or number two, it would premiere on May 4th. So we are getting it in the spring, as we as they hinted. Yeah, but it's also kind of bleeding into the summer, which also begs the question: What is happening with the Bad Batch season two? They haven't. I have not made a peep about that, and that's supposed to be dropping in spring of this year, also. Hmm. So, my theory is, since they didn't announce anything to do with the Bad Batch in the same day which they probably should, is either we're not going to get it until much later than we anticipated, I mean, it's probably going to be a shortened season, like eight episodes, mm-hmm. or number two, it's still going to drop on sometime between now and May 25th, and we're going to have the eight episodes, or the 16 episodes, which would overlap Kenobi. Speaking of Kenobi, why are they calling it We Want Kenobi? It should just be called Kenobi. I don't know. That's a good but question. May 25th, well, May 25th is, is a, I feel like it's a good day to drop it on. As everyone knows, May 25th, 1977 and May 25th, 1983 were the years that Star Wars, A New Hope, and Star Wars Return of the Jedi dropped. So this is a very, very special day for 
many Star Wars fans around the world. And also, I just remembered that uh, Celebration, Star Wars Celebration is running the same time frame as the Kenobi series dropping. So that might explain why they're putting it out that day. So we should be getting a trailer quite soon. And of course, you know, you can tune into us when we discuss the trailer. Finally. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any news for me? There is not a lot going on in the world of lightsabers, other than the fact that the silicon shortage is uh, becoming less and less of a problem in the lightsaber world. Um, mm -hmm. Still a big problem when it comes to building big computer parts, but in comparison to like tiny Raspberry Pis or Golden mm -hmm. Harvest sound cards or Crystal Focus sound cards, those kind of things, mm -hmm. um, it appears that the makers have been able to get enough that we've been consistently seeing not only Saber Forge come out with more uh, availability of... Uh, NeoPixel and 45 sound fonts and what have you uh, that, but also ah. individual ah. builders, independent builders, um, uh, taco stuffers, if you will, um, as they sometimes refer to themselves, at least on the Facebook market, um, they uh, have been able to get a, a number of them, a large number of them have been able to get uh, sound cards and have been able to start filling requests that have been on their wait list for months, if not years. Hmm, okay. Maybe that's what we need. That's what you and I both need to do. Or it's mine is going to be a bit more complicated. Or, I don't know, whatever. Um, oh, and I almost forgot one final piece of news. I didn't, re uh, my dad dropped off something to me yesterday. Is there a remote control razor crest? Cool. Now, I have not tested it out yet because I don't have batteries for the remote control, but it's uh, got Din Djarin in front. Um, I actually have it sitting right in front of me. It's, I mean, it's a decent size. It's got wheels on the bottom. You can drive it across the floor. There's not anything to open up, though, in it. So it's just, it's kind of like a box on wheels. Um, the engines are like oversized, you know, it's kind of like something that you would, my dad found it at Costco. So, you know, I don't know what you would call it. It's, you know, pretty plasticky, um, but I haven't tested out its, kit, you know, full capabilities yet. So I don't know what this thing can do. Um, so we'll see what happens and how it works. I mean, you know, there's at least two or three buttons on this thing. Um, but I'm happy I have it. It's probably going to be the only physical copy of the Razor Crest I can actually lay my hands on. There's mm -hmm. supposed to be one coming out in the fall, but it's through, I don't know if you've heard of HasLab. Oh, yeah. You, uh, you've talked about them before. Yeah. So HasLab, uh, just to refresh to everyone, is Hasbro's new platform to test out uh, oversized vehicles because nowadays they don't do oversized vehicles. Um, the last one I've really seen from them was it's either the Imperial Shuttle from 2004 or the Naboo Royal Starship Blockade Runner or Cruiser Playset, whatever it is, which I have both of them. 
there was an AT, I think it was AAT, um, you know, the transports that uh, the Trade Federation had in the Phantom Menace? Yeah. I've got one of those, and it's a big, big boss. So that came out a few years ago. And then the Sandcrawler came out, but that was through Disney, I think. I don't think that was through Hasbro. But Haslab, what, they, what they're doing is they're building an, a huge oversized vehicle or playset or something. And they're only doing it depending on how many people vote on it. So if 8,000 people vote, you know, if, if they request 6,000 people to vote, then the 8,000 people got to pay for the vehicle in question. And that vehicle would be shipped to their door and not on the store shelves. We, as peasants, we don't get it because we didn't vote. Um, just like two years ago, they came out with Jabba's sail barge. And this thing is freaking massive. It's like four feet wide or four feet long, I should say. Um, three feet high. At least two feet wide. I don't know. It's a massive, massive thing. And it retails for like 500 bucks. Mercy. I would have loved to put that in my collection. I seriously would. Over an R2-D2. Well, maybe not over an R2-D2. But I would add it. Totally add it if I had the room. And if I knew about it beforehand. So I could have voted on it. <sighs> well, apparently they're doing the same thing with the Razor Press. It's going to be... Maybe not so big as the sale barge, but it's going to be at least a decent size. And I think it's going to go for like 200 or 300 bucks. But then again, we're not going to see it. We'll probably get YouTube videos of it. Um, Cause no one in their right mind is going to part with it willingly. I mean, heck I wouldn't. Right. Um, that's pretty much it. We got an episode to get to. Indeed we do. And it's a freaking long one. An hour. Yeah. It's a bit. Which, it's a bit nuts. A, um, a lot of stuff so, goes down. Let me let me hear your first impression because I got some some bones to pick with this thing. I I really liked it. I thought I feel like it was it was a great time. Uh, I feel like it just uh, it, it just took a long time to get started, and then took a long time to keep going. And there were a lot of scenes at the end that I feel like I like I understand why we had to get to them, but it, oh, like I just feel like there was a lot of fluff. Mm-hmm. It, it just was an hour. It was a really long episode, and I was tired by the end of it. Frankly, it was great. Mm-hmm. I was jumping up and down uh, <laughs> multiple times. I was not. Ah. Uh, I was uh, I I had a great time. I feel like uh, mm-hmm. they uh, like for as long as it was. I feel like they felt like they were rushed, especially in the in the scenes with dialogue. I feel like it was mm-hmm. it was too fast with the dialogue and too slow in the combat too long scenes. The, yeah. Uh huh. Well, put it this way: I so I enjoyed the episode. There was not any wow factor for me at all. Nothing that I would be nearly throwing my coffee cup across the room. Um, unfortunately, I put down all coffee before I started, just in case we were going to get something huge. 
I feel like they did deliver, but I feel like they wrapped everything up in the, into a nice gift box and they slapped a bow on top of it. I really feel like here's my question: How are they going to do a second season of this? Are they going to do the second season of this? There was talk about it, but there's nothing to suggest a second season, which I would be okay with. But there's really nothing to suggest a second season. Not even that little post-credit scene. Did you see that? Yeah, that was cool. It was cool, but we kind of suspected that already. Yeah, the subreddit had already gone frame by frame through the fight. And yeah, was like, so I don't nah. see what the point was. Now, I would have been much more satisfied if we had gotten a little cameo at the end of who was asked behind, you know, the Pike Syndicate. But I think the Pike out, Syndicate was behind the Pike Syndicate. I feel like all <laughs> That's of it. everyone was waiting for Crimson Dawn, and you all or the huts or the uh, huts. The huts had already said already said no. They. Off. Yeah, but you know, can you really trust the hut? Uh, I can. Tr- I can trust them when they leave. <laughs> I can trust them when they're not I, around. <laughs> I can trust them when they're lounging, smoking their hookahs on now hut. With dancing whoa. girls in front of them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um. So I don't know. I I don't really know how I really feel about this episode. I kind of feel satisfied, but I also kind of feel really disappointed. Well, let's let's get into it. I only got to watch this once, by the way, and I really don't have a desire to watch it again. And I'm sorry for that. If people love this episode, there are bits and pieces of it I do enjoy. Um, but that's pretty much it. Let's get into this. All right. Uh, as stated before, the episode is called In the Name of Honor. And the description is like Boba Fett friends. and Fennec Shan face an escalating conflict. Did they? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, and everybody freaking else. So, uh, calm before the storm. Uh, so is the name of the first scene, uh, Camera opens on uh, Mos Espa uh, at the destroyed remains of the sanctuary. I'm sad about the sanctuary. Me too. And I know people were hoping that Garza Whip was still around. Me too. Apparently, no. At least not not for now. Well, I mean, how could you be alive? I mean... She wasn't hiding in the ruins. We didn't see a dead body. No, we didn't. But she could have gotten incinerated. That's fair. Or they could write her back in somewhere else. Uh, It's comic book slash Star Wars rules. Um, (laughs) If we don't see a dead body, even sometimes when we see a dead body, doesn't mean that they're dead. Uh, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Unless it's it's Qui-Gon Jinn. Unless it's Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, if it as soon as it's a slow mo dead body, nah, they're dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you wouldn't call Django Fett a slow mo. No, it was pretty quick. 
yeah. that Form 7 will get you. Mm-hmm. Love that. So, uh, Boba Fett and Fennec Shan stand over the rubble. Soon they're joined by Din Djarin and the mods. Uh, the mods. <laughs> the uh, cyberpunk Power Rangers. Uh, <laughs> Din tells them, uh, tells Boba Fett that he spoke to Marshal Cobb Vanth of Freetown and that they will assist in exchange for the end of the spice trade. This, uh, uh, Fennec protests. Uh, saying, hey, we make money off of that. And Boba Fett's like, nah, dude, that kills people. And so she goes, oh, okay. Um, uh, initially wanting to barricade within the palace, um, the mods convince uh, Boba Fett to stay in the city and protect the city instead of letting the city get destroyed. Uh, they decide to wait for reinforcements and the Pike Syndicate from the Sanctuary uh, and the Pike Syndicate from the san- from the sanctuary when the mods refuse to leave. Um, Cad Bane arrives in Mos Eisley to report to the Pike in charge of the Syndicate's Tatooine operations and the deposed mayor of Most Espa. Mokshays. Uh, again, uh, his his name was said at least twice in this episode. No one said it the same way. Not even the same actor said it the same way. I don't know how to pronounce it anymore. Me neither. Uh, just, just calm the mayor. Whatever. Cad Bane assures them that they don't need to worry about Free Town getting involved. Uh, Mike Shayes expresses relief uh, and asks if there is any uh, anyone else that they need to take care of citing the Tuscan Raider tribe Fett used to be a part of. The Pike boss affirms that they're all dead. Uh, we slaughtered them and pinned it which, on the Striders in order to get rid of both groups we, at once. Yeah, which we kind of knew. I mean, that was kind of something that we kind of suspected already. So that's not, that wasn't like a big shock to me. Yeah. Uh... No, that made a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's a good business sense. What's the what was the th- hut thing? That was good for business. Uh, good for business. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> when Shayi's requests uh when uh when the syndicate guy says this, Cad grins and says, Does Boba Fett know that? And uh the Pike says, "No, no, he, uh, no, he. As soon as he got his ship, he blew up all the, uh, all the bikers. So uh, he is none the wiser." And he goes, "That's." And Cad Bane tucks that away into his brain and is like, "I'm gonna use that later." Uh, when Mark Shayes requests that damages to most Espa be kept to a minimum, the Pike boss responds that it will take extreme force to remove Boba Fett and his people from the sanctuary where they have been holed up. Bane responds that he has an idea to draw Fett out. <laughs> a red de- just then, a red decaled X-wing approaches most Espa and begins to land at Pelimato. At you right. At Mos Eisley. <laughs> no, she's in Mos Espa, isn't she? No, she's in Mos Eisley. She's in Mos Eisley? Yeah. 
Hmm. I question that. Awesome. Yeah. No, it's most likely. Look it up. All right. Um, Look it up right now. All right. Yeah. You right. Yeah. At hangar three <laughs> three dash five at most likely spaceport. I will not charge you a beer for that. <laughs> <laughs> you just owe me the three of them. So, uh, assuming it's an officer, she instructs her droids to hide various things around the pod. Um, as she moves to greet whomever is within, uh, the hatch opens and reveals Grogu and R two D two piloting the ship. Uh, I have problems with this. What you got? I love seeing Grogu, and I love the fact that he picked the armor, which tells me that he did not die at Luke's temple. But seriously, Luke, you're going to send Grogu off with R2-D2? That's... No wonder Ben Solo fell to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a wise decision. That's, a... that's, not, that's not a Luke Skywalker move. No, he's pretty protagonist. I mean, I get that they probably didn't want to have Luke show up in this episode. Yeah. Well, I guess that's fine, but... Because that would solve all the problems. Not necessarily. Luke wouldn't have to join. You know, he could have said, hey, Grogu, I'm going to leave you right here, okay? Trust the force. Bye. You know? Yeah. But I mean, oh, I, at least, it's whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I guess R2D2 is an okay uh, nurse droid. I don't know. I just imagine because R2D2 is older than Luke. So I imagine that R2D2 is now just a cranky old man. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just complaining the whole time. I got to watch these kids. I saved the universe. Like four times, I gotta watch a freaking kid. And I gotta watch. Go. His, I gotta watch. I gotta watch another green guy that talks backwards and and stole my master's uh, food from a swamp planet. <laughs> yeah, at least at, le- at least the last one talked. This one just like does baby <laughs> sounds. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. So all right, <laughs> enough about X Wing and R two. So. uh... R2 asks where Jaren is, and Mata replies that he's not here. He has a job in Mos Espa. Despite uh, R2's protests, uh, she pulls Grogu out to catch up and give him a snack, noticing that he's wearing uh, chainmail beneath his robes. Oh, and that was something I noticed, that the fact that R2 actually said that this was Grogu. Yep. Interesting. Why Why would R2 say that when Din wouldn't even reveal it? Uh, R2 doesn't know that. Uh, R2 doesn't know to be secretive. Mm. R2's not really well, the secretive type. He is. He's more secretive than Drippio. Yeah, but like in an, in an annoying way, not in a useful way. <laughs> well, he did keep the, the Death Star plans and whatever from Drippio. That's true. I don't know. Well, uh, according to the radio play, that was part of the programming. He couldn't talk about it if he wanted to. That's true. So I guess, yeah, I guess Luke didn't program him. Anyway. Well, hey, Grogu's got a little snacky. 
Oh, and it's Worms. gross. It is gross. <laughs> it is like thin looking leeches. It's gross. Oh, he just well, he just like slurps it up. Um, <laughs> Grogu doesn't mind. <laughs> nope. Uh, I wonder what's tastier, frogs or worms? Yeah, I hope frogs. <gasps> um, back in the ruins of the sanctuary, Shand tells Fett and Jaren that their people, what position all of their people are in, uh, to keep an eye on the syndicate's next move and avoid surprises. This was the exact moment I knew that they messed up. This is what I knew. I knew they're uh, they're not double digits amount of people, and you have them in individual cities, uh, uh, areas across the city. You, you what do you mean? Who messed up? I mean, like the show writers, or no, like Shand and Boba. They I could have seen that coming. No, they spread themselves too thin. That's a bad. Mo- know, that's a rookie mistake. I could have seen them not having a bunch of people showing up in time. Yeah. The two Gamorrean guards at the starport, the Chrysanthemum in front of City Hall, the mods in the workers' district. Um, despite their measures, 8D8 reports that someone has arrived to meet with Fett. They take up position as Fett exits to meet with their visitor, Bane, who claims oh. to be there to negotiate on behalf of the syndicate. Boba refuses, even once Bane reveals that he interfere, interfered with Marshal Vanth and states that he will only nego- and uh, states he will only negotiate directly with the Syndicate's head. Bane uses his trump card and says that it was the Syndicate that murdered the Tuscan tribe, not the Nikto speed bikers. This nearly goads Boba Fett into the first shot, but ultimately is convinced by Shand to stand down and begin the battle on their own terms. Before he leaves, Bane claims Fett has gone soft with age. Fett responds that everyone does. Mm. I like that that's a dig on Cad. It is. And he's an old dude. He's old. He was old in Clone Wars. Of course he was, but still. Oh my god. We'll, we'll talk about this at the end, but uh, I, I have a beef at the end of it. <laughs> once he's gone, uh, Drash calls in on the comm and reports that the locals have turned on them, despite the treaty previously established. Fett atap- atten- attempts to touch base with Chrysanthemum, calling him Kanto, uh, who is fighting mm. the Trandoshan family in the city center. But grows- Encanto! <laughs> uh, that's talk about BK. <laughs> oh, that was, that was a really good movie. Uh, Same, but, but grows overwhelmed by sheer numbers. Uh, they literally had to pi- dogpile him. The Grimorians try to contact Fett, but are pushed off a cliff by the members of the Klaatuinian family. Ooh, hmm. boy, that hurt my heart. What the Grimorians? Yeah. Yeah. When yeah, we lost loyal. the Grimorians. <laughs> Yeah, and well, you you can get more uh, Gamorians on Gamorio or wherever they're from. In three, in the span of three real time minutes, Boba Fett went from having a bunch of people to fight with to literally to only having three people to fight with. Fett confirms well, let's, that. Yeah, let's uh, face it, then Jaren can like he's worth five people on a good day. That's fair. Because he's a man, he is a Mandalorian. But also, they were. It would have been a lot better if they're like they, they lost more than half their people 
oh yeah with, within the span of like a like a 90s pop song mm-hmm. uh with few options remaining fett confirms that shai's major domo uh the location of the syndicate's base in most Isley, the desert survey office and send Shan to confront to confront the Pike Syndicate's enforcer. On the way, she manages to assist the mods by sniping down the Tatooine Aqualish family, uh, mm-hmm. and who have them pinned and allow them to retreat. You see, my uncle he thought that there were all all these uh, crime families were going to stick with Boba. No, nah. he hasn't even watched. He hasn't even watched. Um, he's watched five. He hasn't watched six and seven yet. So, I'm anxious to see to hear what he's uh, his thoughts are on it. Because, like I said, he's a real casual Star Wars fan. So I don't know. I feel like uh, I, I, I I saw this coming. I really. agree with uh, I agree with Din Jaren and saying uh, Din Jaren and Boba Fett are talking about how they just got uh, screwed over. And Boba mm. Fett and Din Jaren just says it was the smart move to side with the syndicate because you haven't done anything. And uh, and Boba Fett goes, you know, fair. Uh, the syndicate yeah. begins to move in uh, on the sanctuary. Din Jaren refuses to leave despite the odds, as it would go against his creed. Uh, Boba Fett says, you believe in that Bantha fodder? And he goes, absolutely. And Boba Fett goes, good. <laughs> like, alright. Thank God. Uh, and uh, Boba Fett does the same on the basis of honor. Uh, that They both agree that this is a suicide mission and that they're going to die. And the Twi'lek Major Domo stands up and goes, "I, uh, uh, how about we do a thing where we don't die? And, and uh, he immediately talks down to him. This is the most white people white people in I have I have ever heard. This guy yeah. is yeah. racist against the universe. And he never got whacked at all in this episode. No, because people think that he's funny. He's I don't think not. That, I don't think that he's that funny. But the writers think that he's that funny, and so they're gonna keep well, him ain't. around. So and look what it is—they got him a little girlfriend. Uh, the Twi'lek Majordomo volunteers to go out and try to speak to the Pikes and negotiate for freedom and surrender on Fett's behalf. Uh, on his behalf. <laughs> and Fett agrees and write out, writes out his terms on the Majordomo's pad. Uh, the Twi'lek emerges from the Pike uh, before the Pike soldiers gathered in front of the sanctuary and reads out the terms Fett wrote out, uh, which are revealed to instead be a threat statement. Before the Majordomo could be executed, Fett and Din Djarin use their backpacks to soar in and gun down, I don't know, like 18 syndicates. Uh, now, that Pike was syndicates. cool. I, I did like the fact that they were both together doing that kind of stuff. That was cool. With, uh, with the advantage afforded... Afforded by Mandalorian armor, weapons, and surprise strike, Fett and Din Djarin take down a lot of the Syndicate on their own. And I mean a lot. Uh, however, the numbers prove to be too much even for them, and numerous blaster shots slowly begin to take them down. Um, I feel like this is a good time to bring up the fact that uh, bulletproof uh, does not mean 
uh, harm proof. Um, I don't know if you have had, uh, I don't know, Peyton, if you have ever had the joy of mm-hmm. playing paintball. Um, I've had the joy of being smacked with paintball pellets once. Mm. Uh, at least one. I know my dad and Drake used to do airsoft guns and uh, in the house, which is not the same thing as paintball. Yeah. But I've gotten hit by one of those. And actually, just out of nowhere during one of their nighttime paintball, I mean, uh, airsoft gun fights, I happen to be walking out in the middle of the kitchen in the darkness. And of course, I'm, you know, I'm like, I need to see. I happen to have one of my force effect savers on me. Yeah. I turn it on and they shot at the light. And I moved, I actually moved the saber like minutely. Just out of reflex, and I actually deflected a couple of the pellets. Oh, awesome. It was freaking awesome. I'm like, it works! It works! It's working! That's awesome. Yeah. So, so um, I feel like they did a really good job in this choreography to show that, like, uh, a simple jacket could stop a paintball gun, a paintball. Yeah. But that does not mean that you do not have a welt the size of a baseball on you now. Yeah. So th- <laughs> what this choreography, they showed that um, a lot of the Pike Syndicate uh, shooters were hitting their mark and doing a good job of taking good shots at them. And um, both Fett and Jaren um, were taking the hits and being wounded and still going. I feel like they did a really good job yeah. of showing that that hurt really bad. And yeah. even though I'm okay, I'm I'm bruised. I'm bruised all over. I am the color purple. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I feel like they did a really good job of showing that like they're not they're in less da- they're not in any danger of getting shot in the face. They're in danger of becoming overwhelmed and then shot in the face. Yeah. Unexpected reinforcements arrive in the form of the free town um, from in form of the people from Freetown in a large armored speeder. Uh, That's cool. I love that. Uh, led by the Weequay bartender Tanti. Oh, I didn't even know he had a name. Uh, he does now, apparently. Uh, hmm. Jaren apologizes. You should brought some spots with him. I wish. Uh, the Mandalorian apologizes for what happened to Marshall Vanth and tells them they didn't need to come. The Weequay bartender explains that they did. Uh, the surviving members of the mods arrive as well, as well as an injured Chrysanthemum, and together they manage to drive the Pikes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone is excited, and everyone's celebrating that they drove the Pikes back, and uh, Jaren taps his... Uh, his helmet a few times and he can see two Scorpinek uh, droids approaching. I was happy with this part at least. Who boy. <laughs> they, they, these dudes they don't stop. They're like how do you describe them? They don't are, keep going at you. They are droidicas. The evolved form. The natural evolved form of the droidica. Yeah, those droids because they are huge and terrifying. <laughs> they are. And I mean, doing, uh, even the dark saber had some issues with it. Yes. 
uh, lightsabers would have that issue as well. Uh, oh, like regular lightsabers would. Yeah. Um, the armor vehicle they'd been using for cover is immediately destroyed, forcing everyone to flee. Fett and Dinjarin <laughs> attempt to take the Scorpion X on uh, and at least distract one so that both of so that they can split them up. With instruction for, uh, for Dinjarin to protect the others, Fett leaves for further reinforcements. While Jaren is able to gain the attention of one droid, the other continues to pursue the troops. Uh, Motto arrives via droid-driven cart and calls out to Jaren, uh, but is quick to turn around upon spotting the Scorpionek, uh, <laughs> allowing him to hitch a ride and forcing it to give chase. The mods in Freetown Garrison are forced to hole up in the ruins of a house. Drash and Joe... Uh, make their way to a nearby rooftop in order to snipe the Pike Syndicate members and distract the Scorpionek. So <laughs> the woman from Freetown also gets a name. Well, she's already she's had a name. Oh yeah, you're right. This is uh, this is the same Joe. Right, because so, she was mentioned as being Joe in the previous episode, and then she was also introduced as Joe in uh, the Marshal in the first episode of season two of Mando. That's right. Names are important. They are. Uh, as they're running away, Motto reveals the reason for her arrival had been to deliver Grogu to Jaren, and the two reunite, and it's super freaking cute, and I love it. Uh, the droid manages <laughs> sure. to shoot the cart down, forcing the three to take a stand, but a distant roar distracts it. The Rancor. A Rancor. All of the scenes with the Rancor could Dude. have been cut in half, and it would have been uh, just as good. I feel like they they uh, they lingered too much on it, and there wasn't a lot going on. Well, you know what they should have done is they should have actually taken some Rancor scenes of Fett training the Rancor and put them in like the previous two episodes. Oh, I like that it was a surprise. Because yeah, like we, we we know that a lot of a yeah. lot of time has passed, but what we don't know is how much time has passed enough if enough time had passed at all. And so mm -hmm. I like that they're like now, yeah. yeah. Now is this Rancor the same size as it was when it got to the palace, or is it bigger? I don't know. I feel like it's bigger. I would think that it would be bigger, but like we never saw it like stand up, so I don't know. No. No, we didn't. And you know, it seems a lot more intelligent than the Rancor and Jabba's in the old Rancor and Jabba's palace. Yeah, I think the the Rancor and Jabba's palace was a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, I guess being trapped with no food for who knows how many days would do that to you. Yeah. So. so uh, the Rancor being ridden by Boba Fett from the palace. The Rancor faces off against the Scorpionic and manages to severely damage its shielding, allowing Jaren to approach from behind and break inside with the Darksaber. He makes yeah. it to the top of the droid, slicing off one gun and uh, one gun turret, but is knocked off. Before it can <laughs> crush him, Grogu uses the force to pull a bolt from the droid's leg, causing it to collapse and giving Fett's Rancor time to finish tearing it apart. That, that was that was something that I, I enjoyed. I love seeing Grogu actively using force, trying to use his force powers. I like I liked 
um, that Boba Fett and the Rancor were really were really close here, and Boba mm-hmm. Fett's just like finish it. And the Rancor just goes, yup, and just rips it in half. So <laughs> freaking cool. With one Scorpionic down, Fett and the Rancor arrive to rescue the others. The remaining pikes are sent uh, into retreat under fire from Motto, the Freetown Garrison, and the Mods. Uh, Fett and the Rancor fight off other pikes, but Cad Bane arrives and uses his... Uh, Mandalorian bracers to uh, use use the flamethrower and scare off the Rancor, causing it to throw Fett and flee. Fett stands up, and he and Cad Bane square off. Very quick square off. I saw a meme... Uh, uh, I wanted to post it on Facebook, but I forgot where it was. Uh, I think it was on TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. There's a there's an audio clip from VeggieTales, <laughs> and someone said this clip from VeggieTales describes the entire ep- the entire season of uh, Boba Fett, and really? it's Bob the Tomato going. You know, I think it's time we tell a good a good story, and Larry the Cucumber goes. I think it's time for a Western, Bob. I think it's a good time for a Bible story. A Western, Bob! <laughs> it just keeps cutting back to Cad Bane. It's, it's great. So, um... I, I love it details, so... I'm, I'm really good at it. Uh, Bane admits that he says, there's one thing I can't figure out. What's your angle here? Boba Fett states that he won't abandon the city and its people. Uh, as they are his. Cad tries to goad Fett by mentioning the Tuscans, but doesn't work, but it doesn't work, and points out that despite his age, he's still faster, armor or not. With swift shots, Bane takes Fett down and pins him to the ground, calling him a killer just like his father was. He that ri- was a good throwback line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He rips off Boba Fett's helmet, but before he could shoot... Fett knocks him away with his Gadurfi stick, and uh, disarms him, pins him to the ground, and uh, Cad says, Cad Bane says, I knew you were a killer. And he does a cool flip, and impales him, leaving the Duros mercenary dead on the street. Ay, ay, ay. Now, I I mean... I don't know if you heard it, uh-huh. but as the camera was zooming in on Cad Bane's dead the body, diode. there was a beep. So what does that mean? It was just a, it sounded like, uh, a it sounded like an alarm was set off. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. So here's my question. Is Bane actually dead? I think he is. But I don't think that's the last time we've heard from him or his associates. His associates, no. But if he's actually dead, I mean, I understand that we got quite a lot from him in the Clone Wars and in the Bad Batch or whatever. But, you know, this was his first time being in live action. If they take him out, 
like that. It's just, I don't know. I was just kind of expecting a bit more from Bane. I was expecting him and Bubble to go at it, but I was expecting Bubble to lose, actually. And having Bane survive another day or another season or something. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, a lot, a lot of those bounty hunters will wear stuff like that on their chest. And normally, if their heart gives out, then they blow up or something. You know, it's usually like a detonator on their, inside their suit. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I hope we don't see the last of Bane. That's, that's my only gripe with that. I like what Boba did. I like what Bane did, but I want more Bane. I mean, this dude is killed Jedi, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know he and Boba have a history together, which, unfortunately, some of that was actually cut from the Clone Wars. They never, they never completed those episodes. So we would have gotten more young Boba Fett, and we would have gotten more Bane, and we would have gotten a completed story. So maybe we'll see some flashbacks with Bane. I'd be fine with that. Just to tell more of the story. So, all right. So, in the rest of the city, the Rancor continues to rampage. People shoot. Uh, everybody's shooting at it, but Jaren calls them to stand and calls them and tells them to stand down as they're only uh, scaring it, making it more upset. Handing Grogu to Motto for safety. Jaren tries to take control of the Rancor by landing on its back and grabbing the reins. Instead, it throws him off and slam dunks him into a building. <laughs> Just full-on space jammed him into the roof of a building, collapsing <laughs> the building. Uh, I'm all here for that. And uh, Motto says, don't worry, he's got a good idea, and he gets grabbed up by uh, by the rancor and is attempted to be chewed on by the rancor <laughs> but is unable to be eaten due to his beskar armor he is then thrown to the ground grogu escapes from motto's grasp to stand before the rancor placing himself between it and dinjarin using the force he calms it down and uh, using calm emotions uh force power and puts it to sleep before curling up beside it and doing the same. The major domo helps Jaren to his feet as the people cheer. So the major domo is all cool now. Apparently. Yeah. They try I feel like everyone has tried to make pain and panic from uh Hercules from Hercules and like no characters hit that mark. And the Coming reason most likely, <laughs> oh, it's like this when he gets out like that. But like that's the reason why we find them funny is because they're not on screen long. Mm -hmm. Like they're on and then they're off, and like they don't have they are at, at on as long as their joke is. And mm -hmm. this major domo is on screen a lot. And, like, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be that he's funny to look at, as well as funny when he talks, but he he's too annoying 
in character and out of character. So, like, Boba Fett's annoyed at him, and I, the viewer, are annoyed at him. Like, they... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His annoyingness uh, breaks the fourth wall. True. And isn't that what they wanted? I don't know if that's what they wanted. If that's what they wanted, mm-hmm. I'm upset about what they wanted. Uh, well, Kathleen Kennedy was kind of a part of this project, but I don't know how much she was involved in, so I don't want to go anywhere near what uh, she had a hand in or not. I mean, this was Robert Rodriguez's whole idea. Yeah. So he's the main director, so he's the one that's got all the quirks with this. And most Isley's Desert <laughs> Survey Office, the Syndicate Enforcer, <laughs> announces that their retreating forces will arrive from Mos Espa shortly so that they can leave. Uh... The various faction leaders object and say they have a deal with the syndicate, but the Pike uh, points out that half of his people have been gunned down or eaten by a rancor. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's like, is that hospitable? I was promised the Tatooine would be hospitable. Uh, then Blaster Fire interrupts uh, before they could argue further, setting the group on high alert. Before anything could be done, the guards and faction leaders are shot down in one shot each. Makshaiz attempts to flee, only for the Authorian to be caught by a noose and hung. That's metal. I hated, I hated this whole scene. I, 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 actually, I, I hated seeing everyone whacked at one time. This would have been a perfect scene to activate some sort of hologram and seeing somebody. You know, yeah, you know the pi- from- the the Crimson Dawn, but the Crimson Dawn. No, <laughs> no, it was the Pikes. That's why they're pulling out and leaving. Yeah, but there was it wasn't dude, a big thing. Then you know what they should have done. You know, I'll, I'll I'll bring this up after we're done with this episode with what we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've no, got I'm, I'm I'm just laughing at myself here. <laughs> so. Uh, the leader of the syndicate fires blindly into the darkness and tries to approach a window before Shand appears and stabs him. With the opposition's leaders destroyed, she exits via the front door. The scene returns to most icily. Fett and Shand walk the streets, which the town folk are working together to fix and clear. Many stop to bow and greet him, all of which he returns. Uh... Uh, Fett laments that he has to bow with his right arm, but states his back-to-tank is in use when Shan tells him to go take a soak. Uh, Shan points out that he should be glad they bow to him rather than shooting at him. A group of children <laughs> uh, offer them uh, meliorins, uh, one of which uh, Fett accepts. Chrysanthemum and the mods meet up with the duo in the street. This... Uh, when they first meet Chrysanthemum after he gets his butt kicked, um, Boba Fett says, I owe you a soak, uh, a long soak in, the ba- in my back-to-tank. Um, and so when he says the back-to-tank is full, I, as the audience member, went, oh, Black Chrysanthemum's in there. But we see him, we see Chrysanthemum walk up. And so we're like, uh, who's, in the, who's in the back-to-tank then? I, I would have known it was Cobb Vamp. Uh, Din Djarin Starfighter departs from the planet, and Grogu in the small pod uh, in the sh- is in the 
in the pod and the space of the spaceship where R2-D2 would sit. He taps or, yeah. He taps on the yeah. dome, and Jaren says, no. No. Tap, 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 tap. No. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. All right, fine. This is the last time. And he flicks the switch, causing the ship to accelerate rapidly as Grogu squeals. I love that. I did love that scene, and I love that getting that Mando music at the end there. I feel like this was the best setup for season three of the Mandalorian. Yes, I, I do agree with that. And then we get, get the post credit sequence. We get the post credit sequence right after the like we we get that. So Cobb Vanth uh, is seen and Fett's back to tank still alive. Uh, Why did we get that as a post credit sequence? A figure turns and reveals himself to be themselves to be the mod artist who saved Shan's life previously, tools in hand, as he's about Why is to get that? to work. Why is that a cliffhanger? Do you consider that a cliffhanger? Who cares about Cobb Vanth? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say something inflammatory. <laughs> Why do I care about this? Why do you want me to care about this old man? He's a cool <laughs> character, and I also like he died. So he he could have died and it doesn't matter. So like make Max, it matter I, to me. Uh, I got one thing to say about this to you. Go for it. Before you say anything else, think it through. <laughs> think it through. I I actually I love Cobb Vance. He and I know a lot he's people, a very well written character. I lo- well he's he, I, he came from some of the books, some of the newer books. So oh. that made fans happy. Yeah. Ah, I did not know that. Um. So, overall thoughts after this whole season. If we don't get any more Boca Boba Fett, I won't be upset. No, I won't either. Here's my deal. This, if this was to be a one season thing, which I kind of feel like it is, this should not release it now. This should have released it close to the Mando season three. I feel like this was a teaser for Mando Ahsoka, three. Mando Ahsoka. season three, uh, maybe even some uh, some Andor stuff. Like we don't know how far the Mandalorian stuff reaches. Like all of this was just like they. Andor. they Why would you think of Andor? Uh, I That's set five years before New Hope. Isn't he a part of? Uh, isn't he what a part one? of the mercenaries? Well, he, he's not a bounty Cassie hunter. Cassian Andor is the saboteur dude from uh, Rogue One. Um, he's the one that's like, um, he's like, um, what's the actor's name? Diego Luna. Yeah, yeah. He died on Scarif when yeah. the Death Star blasted the Smithereens. So I don't know. So like. Not uh, so definitely not Andor, but like no. But you you could see how they sprinkled in Mandalorian and Ahsoka. I am excited and, for that. And they they sprinkled in something from the sequel trilogy, from the prequel trilogy, and the original trilogy. Yeah, which I did love that. I I love this overall. I mean, to put it frankly, I this season was pretty 
slow. And I feel like it, they just wrapped it up in a nice bow. And if they wanted to tie it more into this Commando season three, they should add some other things in. Like, Boba said nothing to Dan about the Darksaber whatsoever. And I, I was expecting Boba to notice the Darksaber and ask questions. <sighs> For one thing. Um, and if this was really a segue into Ahsoka and Mando and whatever, then we should have gotten this in 2021. Like, in the beginning of 2021. You know? We should have gotten this. I can see where you're coming from. I feel like we should have gotten this like in May or March of 2021. And then we should have gotten Bad Batch, you know, just a bit later on in the year. And then we should have kicked off this year with Kenobi. If it wasn't for... If If it wasn't for COVID, I think, I think that was the plan. Okay. Uh, my, like, I'm with you. My problem would be the fact that we have. Uh, there's just a a lot going on, overall, all over the place, and uh, like, uh, the president being the president being who he was and now the president being somebody else and then like what does that do to tariffs and what do tariffs mm-hmm. have to do with uh filming overseas and oversea rights and like right uh, it, it's it's beyond it's beyond what lucasfilm could deal with uh well we also got kathleen kennedy you know causing issues here and there i mean look at the acolyte she they still got issues with that I know for a fact that Bob Chapek stepped in and said, hey, if there's one more delay, you're out. You're out with this project. Um, and I don't want to go into a big rant about Kathleen Kennedy. So it it sounds like you it. do, but I'm, I'm going to... I'll, I'll stop <laughs> I do, but there's nothing to really tell because a lot of this is just speculation by this one dude on YouTube. So I don't want to even go into that. I'm. I can tell you right now that the most anticipated show of this whole year is probably either going to be between Mando season three or Kenobi. I think Kenobi is going to be the one, the breakout one. I'm all for that. I think Drake is all for that more than this show, which, quite frankly, I agree with him now that this show is over. I'm I'm not even unhappy that the show is over. <laughs> and this this show could, should not have been called the Book of Boba Fett. Now that I'm processing it, they could have had another name for this, like Underworld or something. I don't know. Most Espa. <laughs> the mods. <laughs> the mods. <laughs> no, it should it should have been called Underworld or the Syndicate. I don't know, maybe, maybe not the Syndicate, but I don't know, it's just something. I don't feel like the Book of Boba Fett was a fit title, unless they just meant it to be like a little short story all all along. Which, in that case, they should have just released all the episodes at one time. 
Yeah, but then how could we have a show? That's very true. Well, (laughs) that's very true. (laughs) We wouldn't have added the show. But no, I mean, there are definitely episodes in the show I enjoyed. I enjoyed seeing some of the connections that we're going to get in Mando Season 3 and Ahsoka. Um, I I want to see more of the whole Order 66. I really want to know who saved Grogu. And I'm just been wondering, do you have any theories on that? Hi. I know we talked about this last week, did we? Uh, I don't know. We probably didn't enough. We should have. There's been great speculation about Mace Windu. I feel like the fans have tried to make it a thing for too long and uh, for too long without any actual canon or uh, even non-canon, uh, like a public, no published uh, books or comic books or any of that. Right. And I know up. Samuel Jackson has come out and said a couple times that he would love to be Mace again, but. I mean, it's not as a possibility. You've seen Darth Maul fall down a pit and come back. You've seen Palpatine fall down a shaft and come back. I mean, yes, I, I, I'll take into account those, those lightning bolts were probably very extensive, damaging-wise. But if Mace had landed on like a speeder, he could have survived, whether or not he was in enough you know, of good shape to return to the temple. That's debatable. And he wouldn't have had a lightsaber to hand. He wouldn't know. I don't know. If not Mace Winded, I don't know who else, because most of the masters were off-world and being killed at the same moment. Um, I know Shoxi and Sindralik were in the temple, but Shoxi was stabbed in the back by Anakin slash Vader. And I know Syndralik was also killed by Vader during this whole sequence. There is talk about Quinlan Voss, but I don't really know where Quinlan Voss was during this whole time period. I know he was off-world during a part of Revenge of the Sith, but whether or not he was off-world during Order 66, I don't know. It's, it is a mystery to me. But who knows? I mean, maybe we got this all wrong. Maybe maybe it wasn't a Jedi that rescued Grogu. Maybe somehow Sidious found out about Grogu and actually took Grogu for some purpose or other. And he was rescued later. Which is, maybe maybe that explains why he doesn't remember anything, because he wants to block him out. These memories? That is a lot of conjecture. There's a lot of conjecture, I, and I don't want—I don't want to go too much into it. Because at least at that point, like we could say, like oh, I don't know, and then he was found by Jean-Luc Picard. I don't think, <laughs> like I, uh, we we don't have any other. We we have so many limited Lego pieces to try to f- try to build the story that they have left to tell us. That like it, it could it could be anything, or it could be the real story of that they tried to pull with Ray's family and that her family was nobody's initially. Maybe it was, maybe it was a nobody. Maybe it was like a droid. 
That's it, right. Maybe it was a nobody, and it wasn't important. It wasn't a, a really important person uh, that mm-hmm. saved Grogu, but they became important because they saved Later Grogu. On. You know, I just thought of something, and maybe this is because I just I'm still reading this Dooku book again. Um, and I know Psycho DS was murdered before Attack of the Clones, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. I have too much to think Asajj about. Asajj Ventress, whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> no, Star Killer. You want to bring Star Killer into this man? <laughs> he was no, he was a baby at the time. Although his father. Uh, was on Kashyyyk at the at the time, so I'll discount that. <laughs> it could be one. It could be a senator. It could be. I don't know. Thank you so Bring much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we have a Facebook page at Special Unit Three Five Two, and an Instagram and Twitter at Su Three Five Two Podcast. Hey Peyton, what is our email address? Our email is Special Unit Three Five Two at Gmail dot com. So please feel free to express your thoughts on this whole. Boba Fett season, whether it should have been moved further down the line or should have aired last year, please tell us. We would love to know. All right. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening app because that is the only way that we show up in the algorithms by interacting with our stuff. Uh, We look forward to talking with you guys soon. In Uh, in the future. The future is always in ocean. Mm Mm-hmm. And as Peyton always says, May the force be with you.